the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter as I am. Always, of course, following the Broncos team as the Daily Broncos Blitz podcast now. You can find on MileHighSports.com. Of course, they lose 23-20 to the Rams. Got your instant reaction uh, earlier after the game. But, well, now that you've had a day to digest the game and certainly a day for me to take a second and look back and also hear from the Broncos, uh, not only Vance Joseph, but uh, 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 general manager John Elway as well too you're going to hear some of those comments here coming up as the Broncos speak up afterwards the Monday after the loss of course it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14 1920 Blake Street just a hop skip and a jump away from Coors Field 70 Colorado beers on tap 100 Colorado distilled spirits chef Andrea Varela locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous it is good stuff over there at Tap 14 be sure to go check it out tap14.com it's tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. Uh, Vance Joseph, John Elway speaking uh, today. Vance Joseph and John Elway both speaking to the Broncos team affiliated radio station. And then Vance Joseph speaking with the media today. And it was very much, um, the, the theme was very clear that this is obviously a awful losing streak. And that things have to change, and things have to change very, very quickly. Now, just to give you an idea of how bad this losing streak is, and really back-to-back seasons, the last time the Denver Broncos had back-to-back regular seasons, regular seasons where they lost five consecutive games in that season was the 1962-1963 seasons, and that was 55 years ago. If Denver loses on Thursday against Arizona, that would be their fifth loss in a row. They, of course, lost eight last year. And uh, this would be a, a historic losing streak that now gives Denver back-to-back seasons where they lost five in a row. And Denver hasn't done that since the early 60s. Uh, very much, I, I and and... You know, I I speak with very much just a gut feeling. This is just a speculation on my part. I I don't have any inside sources in regards to this kind of information, but I do believe that coaches are coaching for their job on uh, Thursday. I don't I don't think this is a team that is going to move on from a coach this week, mainly because of the short week. I mean, there, there's no reason to move on from a coach right now because. You have the short week, you have to prepare, and you really need to be done with your preparation by Wednesday. And I, I just there's just no time to move on from somebody. And really, you know, I, I think if you're a fan too, you do need to start asking yourself these questions about, you know, who would take the spot and does it actually improve the team? Or are you doing this just do you want this to happen just because? And we'll talk about that more. But getting back to Thursday, I do believe in particular uh, a guy, but you know Joe Woods, defensive coordinator. This really is potentially his last hurrah because obviously you have a Broncos head coach who is supposedly defensive minded, particularly in the defensive backs. There have been a lot of comments from players taking shots at the coaching staff in vague backdoor ways, backhands and. Certainly those don't help. 
but it, it, you know Denver is in this interesting situation where you either need to uh, hold off and then clean house, or if you are going to make the move, if you've already decided to make the move, make the move now because you have that opportune after Thursday, assuming they were to lose to Arizona, to hopefully avoid what may be one of the more historic losing seasons again in Denver Broncos franchise history. And again, it looks like one of those situations for Denver, at least since the early seventies, they haven't had back-to-back seasons where they were under 500. And that is very much looking like it now at two and four. This team is just a disaster on offense on defense. They do not look good. There's just a lot of problems to go around. Let's talk about some of those comments from Elway today. As he spoke with Dave Logan, again, on the team affiliated radio station, Uh, First, he talks about Ron Leary, and Ron Leary's official confirmation is that he has a torn Achilles. He is out for the season, and for a guy who's going to be 30 next year, this is a devastating injury for the Denver Broncos, not only uh, short-term but long-term. This is a, a... a left guard that really was relied and depended upon and, and kind of honestly forgotten about because we didn't want to talk about Ron Leary because when you don't talk about offensive linemen, they're doing their job. And uh, Ron Leary was a quality, quality offensive lineman for this Denver Broncos team. And now he is out for the season in a offensive line that is quickly deteriorating. Of course, Jared Valdir on that right tackle position fighting through injuries. Garrett Bowles just has seemed to have regressed in a major way. Fundamental footwork problems, constantly holding. There's a lot of problems right now on this Denver Broncos offensive line, and certainly there is major availability issues now of good talent when it comes to the offensive line as now two players dealing with injuries, and one of them is season ending. Now, Elway did say that uh, he says, quote, we're in the process now. We'll look at what happens, see what's available. Uh, Obviously talking about potential free agents. Won't be somebody who will be able to come in this week, obviously it being a short week. Now, Sam Jones is going to get an opportunity on Thursday to potentially play a role on that Broncos offensive line. Of course, Sam Jones for the Broncos, uh, one of the later round draft picks for Denver as somebody they were actually very excited about, somebody who the Broncos really could see making an impact maybe further down the line, not so much early, but of course the draft pick out of Arizona State, the sixth rounder, really now needs to come in and try to make a impact quickly. And, of course, well, a little bit of a uh, a homey feel as, uh, as a kid who went to Thunder Ridge over there at Highlands Ranch. He was born and raised in Highlands Ranch, 6'5", 305 is Sam Jones. So Broncos will get a little bit of reinforcements there. I imagine they will be scouring the waiver wire at, at least, uh, or, or I should say uh, the free agent crop here this Uh, coming week as uh, it's obviously going to be an addition that wouldn't help them immediately, but they need help immediately as soon as they can get it. And if they could get that as soon as the Sunday game against, let's see, it would be Kansas City. That would be a major plus. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on Tap 100. Colorado Distilled Spirits, and of course, uh, Tap 14 can be found on the web where they got the great menus, the burgers, the nachos, love that stuff, and as I always say on the podcast, the candied bacon, because who can go wrong with candied bacon? It's bacon. 
and it's candied. Just get it. Hey, tab 14 on the web, tab 14.com, tab 14.com. I kind of got lost in a trance there. Oh, so tasty. Uh, comments, interesting comments. I also want to brought up here coming up in just a little bit, but we'll continue on with some of the uh, comments from Vance Joseph as well as he spoke to the media today. Uh, he did talk a little bit about Garrett Bowles, obviously needing to play better and, and specifically one of the holding calls for Garrett Bowles. Vance Joseph actually called a bad call, a bad flag. Uh, by the official as a defensive player flopped on it. And I tell you what, I'm actually going to agree with Vance Joseph here. I, I, I think there are more defensive players that are flopping more than ever. And this is becoming more evident in the league with every passing week. And it's a real damn shame because uh, I have said this about the NBA for such a long time. It is so, it's such a bother to have players flopping. And now to see this kind of come migrate into the NFL, a big, big problem. But nonetheless, that is not to defend Garrett Bowles, who has just had a dreadful season so far this year. Uh, multiple holding penalties, uh, inopportune times. And quite frankly, if you really watch the tape, uh, he is holding on many of his plays that are not called. So this has just been a dreadful regression of a year for Garrett Bowles, who certainly needs to... Uh, improve or at least show competency at that left tackle position, he really is benchable at this time. So certainly a big, big problem. Uh, lastly, you know, Elway in his big comment that really kind of resonated with everybody was the fact that uh, he, he, he believes that they need to go into Thursday with a mentality that they are fighting for their lives, that they're fighting for their lives. And I, you know, I inter many people are going to interpret that in many different ways, but I look at that and I say that is really the comment that spells out that this coaching staff is going to have to be changed in the event where Denver falls flat against Arizona. Look, and this is with all due respect to the Arizona team, this is an Arizona team that's not very good. This is an Arizona team that is starting a rookie quarterback. This is an Arizona team that should be a win on the schedule when it comes to the paper because Denver remains a good team and talented team on paper, but they just don't seem to be playing to the level that they could be. Look, Arizona is 1-5. and 1-5 and five and 0-3 oh and at home. This is a team that Denver should beat. This is a team that Denver should at least look competent against. And if they don't do that, it could spell major trouble for coaches, whether it be coordinators or potentially the head coaches. I've talked about it on this podcast before. At the beginning of the year, when we looked at certain weeks, when we looked at certain weeks where there could be an inopportune time for the Denver Broncos to potentially move on from Vance Joseph, this was one of the big weeks looked at and circle on the date. Week 7, because it's at Arizona. Arizona not expected to be a very good team. You were coming off a, a Los Angeles team that you probably lost to. If you're 2-4 and four or you're 1-5 and five in this situation, it's a long week before you uh, have to play your next game. This is very much a real possibility in real time where Denver could be moving on from a coordinator like a Joe Woods because that Denver defense was just decimated by Todd Gurley. It just looks like the concept isn't working, that the calls aren't working, and he's not he he has lost his 
there are some players where I do believe that he has lost those players in the locker room. It has that feel of just things just spiraling out of control that unfortunately there's just nothing outside of wins that a coach could change. So certainly a lot of big problems working right now for the Denver Broncos. Obviously the second opportunity that you look at is post Houston on Sunday, November 4th, when of course they have the bye week the next week. So certainly those are two dates as we get closer to the mid season. And now uh, really looking and evaluating this team and the coaching staff. This is just not a coaching staff that has improved in any somewhat bit. It looks like they've actually regressed. And it's still, to use John Elway's words, it still looks like they are drinking through a fire hose. And I, I just don't think you get a, a, a second chance to go midway through uh, before you have to start this conversation. And please, no, I, I don't like talking about this. I only talk about guys losing their jobs because the fact of the matter is that these guys have wives, uh, girlfriends, families, kids, uh, and it's a situation that really, really sucks because you hope you never have to uh, fire guys on your team, but it really is one of those situations that Denver needs to look at making a change or they could be looking at a historically bad team this year, although, of course, it improves their draft stock, so really how bad is it, I guess. So uh, a lot to go through, a lot to uh, unpack. Of course, I'll be at practices this week and checking out all the different things going on with the Denver Broncos, talking with players. Uh, we'll get injury reports, discussions, debates. That's all at milehighsports.com. And, of course, our Broncos Blitz podcast is a daily podcast. It's presented by Tap14 and our friends at Pro Football Focus. That's Pod20, Pod20 for 20% off your subscription, Elite or Edge memberships. When it comes to, well, pro football focus and those deep analytics, deep stuff. A lot of good stuff over there at pro football focus. Use that promo code pod 20. That's pod 20 for 20% off your subscription to the elite or edge memberships. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. That's at Ronnie K radio. Of course, reacting to some of the comments from John Elway, Vance Joseph today, the Monday after a beating that uh, the Denver Broncos took on the defensive side of the football. Todd Gurley runs for 208 yards. That's a career high for him. Uh, interesting to note, the uh, college career high, I believe it was, for Todd Gurley was also 208 with the same amount of carries and the same amount of touchdowns. Now, John Elway was asked by Dave Logan on the team affiliate radio station about the run defense, and John Elway responded saying that they have gotten very soft in there. And to give up the amount of yardage we have in the last two weeks has been tough. That's what Elway said, of course, to uh, Dave Logan. It's, I, I will say this. I am more forgiving about the Denver Broncos giving up a, a massive amount of yardage to Todd Gurley than I am to an Isaiah Crowell because it's Todd Gurley. We're talking about an offensive player of the year, an MVP of the league, an absolute man-child. I think the bigger problem here, the root of this, is more looking at why they played that game and concepts the way they did because this is a Denver team that, you know, if you're going to get beat by Jared Goff for 400 yards and, you know, Cooper Cup and, and Brandon Cooks are, are roasting you left and right on the field, I think I could swallow that because I, I know this Denver defense is not very good. And, and it's really in all phases. So it's kind of one of those, like, pick your poisons. And if it's Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, who are really tearing you up, uh, 
Brandon Cooks. Cooks is really your only guy that you look at. You're like, wow, that that's an explosive player. Everybody else is kind of, you know, they're nice players. I'm not trying to discredit them by any means. They're nice players. But Todd Gurley's the top three running back, if not the best running back in the league, period. End of story. And you just, you knew going into the game that if you were going to pick your poison and the poison you picked to beat you was the run game of L.A., you were going to lose that fight. And you were going to lose it really, really badly. I, so that's where I, I, I get a little, and this falls back on the coaching staff and and some of the direction that they've taken. And certainly, you know, it's it's all been bad. There's really no, no there's not a ton of bright spots here. But I just, I just don't understand why you wouldn't look at shutting down the run, putting eight, nine in the box, whatever you need to, and just making sure it's not Todd Gurley that beats you. Now, the mindset could have been thinking. The, the, the thought process could have been the idea that, well, we can do whatever we can to stop Todd Gurley, and he's still going to probably rush for 100 yards because it's Todd Gurley. So... That that very well could have been the thought process, and that's a very understandable thought process as well, too, because you you are looking at a top three offensive player uh, in the entire league in Gurley who just has a nose for the end zone. This guy is just a man-child. He's already got nine touchdowns on the air, and, of course, two more added in the win over Denver. So, you know, there's no moral victories. You look at this NFL team, and you say, well, okay, 23 points held the uh, Rams to. That's the bottom line. Fine, sure. But I, I think this is a Denver team that really is is kind of past that where you try to look at the positives. I think you're just simply at this point looking for wins or losses. That is what's going to define this team because they have a head coach who is on the ropes and only wins, wins and only wins will be the thing to save this team, uh, at least their coaching staff, which – Quite frankly, I'm really not sure if even that would do it as it just seems like it's just not working and timing is the only reason why Denver has not moved on from a guy in Vance Joseph. So lots to discuss, of course, on the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's a daily podcast. I strongly encourage you to go check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. If you follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, that's at Ronnie K Radio, you... Well, if you've tweeted along with me, you may have had your text read on the podcast. So, of course, just shoot me a, a, a message on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And I may read your tweet on the podcast. You can ask a question, all kinds of debates, discussions, love that stuff. That's what Twitter is great for, right? So be sure to follow me and then, of course, tweet me at Ronnie K Radio as we, uh, well, continue on with the Denver Broncos season. It really is a, I know it's cliche to say, but it's a uh, pick up your lunch pail and move on to the next week because this is a Denver team that's got to get ready for a quick Thursday night matchup, of course, in week seven when they have to play the Arizona Cardinals. They will travel for that game. That'll be a 620 kickoff mountain time uh, on Fox at State Farm Stadium in Glendale. So that's the Broncos Blitz podcast for today. I appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. Of course, it's all presented by our friends at Tab 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 
and our friends at Pro Football Focus. PFF, love those guys. Deep analytics and, of course, fantasy news, too. You know, <laughs> humble brag. My fantasy team is 5-1. and one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because a lot of help from our friends at Pro Football Focus. Use that promo code POD20. That's POD20 for 20% off your subscription to Pro Football Focus. I know all you guys are just rolling your eyes right now. It's like, oh, God, he's talking about his fantasy team. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Go check it out, profootballfocus.com. Of course, Mile High Sports is where you can find all the great writing on the Broncos. Of course, our daily podcast, you can find my work there. And follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. Find my work at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.